you guys can't get rid of me today. <laughs> uh, it's really encouraging. I just want to say seeing a lot of you worship in here. Um, you know, we're singing to the God who gave his life for us. And so for us to lift our, lift our hands or close our eyes or to just really dwell on that in the house of God and in his church, um, it's an awesome privilege that we have. And we're going to worship him forever. Amen. So I'm just encouraged by that. I'm seeing a lot of uh, you guys worship in that way. Um, we're going to be going over a passage of, of scripture in Philippians today. So if you have your Bible or Bible app, it'll also be up on the screen. You can follow along. It's going to be Philippians 3.12 through 4.1. Philippians 3.12 through 4, verse 1. Uh, we heard Adam and uh, Laura, their family, share this morning. Um, and I'm really inspired by the work that they're doing and that they want to do their best to meet people's physical needs, but even more importantly, the spiritual needs that we all have. And I want to say that being passionate about that work that Jesus gave us to do to help lost people find him, that this is worth getting excited about. And some of us might be a little more reserved in our personality, and that's no problem because God made you that way. Uh, we're all different, all have different personalities, gifts, ways we contribute. But I think for all of us, this great mission that God's given us, it's worth getting excited about, and it's worth investing our lives in, our time into, our finances, everything we are, and we all contribute in some way. Because the work that we're doing ends up impacting people's lives for all eternity. It's so, so, so important. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, start to read here. Uh, these are the words of Paul in Philippians. Uh, a lot of you know that Paul was an apostle, which basically just means he was a messenger of the good news. And some of you um, have really uh, shown a light for Christ where you work, and that means you're an apostle. So uh, way to go. Good job. All right, uh, let's go ahead and start reading Philippians 3, uh, verse 12. Not that I've, I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. Uh, the Summer Olympics are coming up next year in 2020. How many are fans of the Olympics? Would be watching. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I'm pretty excited about it. They're actually, they're in Japan, and I really like Japan as a country. I think I just really like sushi. I think that's really what I'm getting at here. Um, but, but a lot of us will probably uh, be watching that. I think something that makes the different events so exciting in the Olympics is the fact that the time, effort, and work uh, that these athletes have put into their craft is nothing short of inspirational, right? Uh, they haven't only put themselves through years of physical training, uh, but have also made great sacrifices in other areas, things that are really uh, difficult for most people to do, such as maintaining their diet, living a healthy lifestyle, 
in order to habitually uh, operate at peak performance. They have to be really consistent with their sacrifice and dedication. Uh, Raise your hand this morning if you're going to be competing in next year's Olympic Games. Oh, we got one. Bob. Awesome. (laughs) We'll be watching you on TV there. Um, Yeah, I'm actually glad that uh, there's no one here competing. It kind of would have messed up the way this message is going. (laughs) um, I know that we have some people here in our church who uh, are actually pretty good athletes. Um, But I have some good news this morning for the non-athletic people uh, this morning. Um, We didn't know the Bible covered this kind of thing, right? But but it does. If 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 you are not very athletic, First uh, Timothy 4, verse 8. Uh, this is Paul uh, writing again. Physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and in the life to come. Um, I uh, saw Chris Bernard this morning. Um, has anyone noticed that guy's arms recently? Okay, his biceps, okay? All right, Chris, that guy clearly works out, Okay. Um, and, and it's a good and healthy thing uh, to do so. And just like working out a muscle so that it grows, becomes stronger, and operates according to its full potential, so we should be working out our faith and service to the one who has saved us, maximizing our potential of seeing every man, woman, and child receiving the good news of Jesus Christ because he wants others around us to know about his saving grace that is available to all who believe. You know, it's interesting. I'm not an expert at this, but when you work out your muscles, they actually end up tearing. So you're actually breaking down muscle tissue, and then it heals, and it becomes stronger. And I like to think about that as a metaphor um, to encourage me in my own life to really stretch myself when it comes to my faith. Because what ends up happening is I feel like when we step out of our comfort zone, The Lord uses us, as Adam talked about, uh, because his Holy Spirit's living in us, and he does the work that sometimes we can't do. Sometimes we feel like we don't pray very well or that we don't have certain gifts that other people have. But if you just surrender yourself to the Lord, it's really incredible the different ways that he can use you. And some of you have probably experienced that already in different ways as you've stepped out of your comfort zone. And so it ends up being uncomfortable and we kind of feel or get broken down a little bit. But then God makes us stronger. He comes in, takes over, grows us closer to him in our knowledge of the word. We need to be reading his word, need, need to be praying, need to be living out our faith, shining a light for Christ, uh, being loving. Scripture says the world will know that we are his, his disciples by the way we love one another. And if we're doing these things, if we're stretching ourselves, the Lord's going to grow us closer to himself and use us in the ways that he wants to, uh, to use us. Uh, so, so there was some good news for uh, the people who maybe you don't feel like you're that athletic, but working out spiritually is the better thing to do all around. Um, I have some more good news. Uh, the athletes in the Olympic Games will have worked very hard to receive a prize that ultimately will not last. Fame and riches are very temporary. All of us as Christ's followers are working hard to receive, a pri- uh, to receive a prize that will last forever. And the good news is, is that we can only receive it by grace. 
How many are really thankful for that? <laughs> I am especially. And we will live as citizens of the kingdom of God forever and ever because of that grace. Now let's continue reading uh, in verse 15. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you. Only let us live up to what we have already attained. I think it's really interesting for all of Paul's affirmation and encouragement. I mean, he, he writes very boldly. I think it's really interesting when he writes, only let us live up to what we have already attained. And I think basically what he's saying here is that he wants you to know that right now, right where you are in your journey with Christ, that he can use you with the gifts, abilities, and personality he's given you. And for some of us, and I know I, I used to really deal a lot with this, comparing myself to other people. Whenever I would see someone who maybe was better at music than me or teaching or whatever, I would get you know, insecure or say, well, God, why, why are you using them in that way? And you know, Because I, I want to be used by you. And I really want to encourage you, right where you are in your journey with the Lord, he can use you. And you don't have to compare yourself to anyone else. Um, you can tap into the gifts and abilities he's given you right where you are. Um, I have a video I'd like to show this morning because I'm a youth pastor, okay? Uh, about the way uh, God transformed Paul's life. A lot of you know that he used to be called Saul, and God met him in, an, in a miraculous way. And I had seen this on a Bible series on TV a few years ago, and I thought it gave a really good depiction of um, how Paul's life was transformed and how God began to use Paul right where he was at. So let's take a look at this video. I don't know why they run from me. They should be grateful and saving them from God's judgment. Do they even care about God? No. They abandoned God to follow this. Dirty, uneducated scum.
the street calls to them. Ask for a man, they call. Paul Tarsus. Paul? But he beats us. He arrests your followers everywhere. chosen him to proclaim my name to the world, to the Gentiles, their king, the sons of Israel. Go. Who are you? Speak. I am one of those you want to destroy. I've wronged you. I've wronged God. My soul is on fire. Help me. came to my house. No. No. No, don't leave me. Paul, don't leave me. I, Ananias, Baptize you, Paul, in the name of Jesus Christ. For he has chosen you to change the world in his name.
Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> um, we know that the Lord used Paul in great ways to help build the early church. And here we also see how the Lord used, uh, uses Ananias, who was obedient in going to Saul, who he was Saul at the time, his name before Paul, all the while knowing that he was hunting down and causing great harm to Christians. And Ananias prays for and baptizes him. I really like stories like this in scripture because I feel like they prove time and time again that the Lord uses all kinds of different people in all kinds of different ways. Everyone contributes. Everyone is significant. And he can use you in a significant way. All of us are contributors to God's great commission. Uh, continuing to read here in verse 17. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who, by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control, will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Are you hurting today? Are you suffering? Are you sad? I have great news. All that bad stuff is fading away. And Jesus Christ is coming back for you and me. And he will take us home to be with him forever. Um, I'm sure a lot of you know I dealt with Lyme disease for years still on treatment. I'm doing so much better, but still taking some supplements and doing some things for it. But if you've, if you've really had some kind of physical ailment where you didn't know where to turn and you ended up suffering for a long, long time, uh, this is great news. Uh, when we're with the Lord someday, we're going to receive new bodies, bodies that don't break down, don't get sick, don't deal with depression or sadness or anything bad or wrong. And I just think that is such an awesome promise from God. Uh, we're going to kind of read this as a closing verse. And then I'm going to do a song here at the end. Um, Paul says in chapter 4, verse 1, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. And I want to encourage all of us to stand firm in our faith and to really do our best to shine a light for Christ here in Sarasota. And we're not shining a light in our own strength, right? We're shining a light with the power of the Holy Spirit working in and through us. And we're going to let God do the work that he wants to do in people's lives. Amen. Amen. Um, I'm always looking for worship songs that really resonate with me. Um, I heard this song at a youth conference, um, uh, at Life Conference uh, this summer. Um, Adam was there as well, I believe, at Life. Um, and I've been listening to it since then. Um, we serve a great God, and he's given us a great responsibility of helping lost people come to know him. And I think this song sums that um, truth up very well. So I'd like to share it with you. I'm just going to make a quick transition here. Um, 
and the words are going to be up on the screen. I want to encourage you. And kind of read along. Some of you may, might just want to lift your hands just right where you are or close your eyes. But I'd like for us kind of all to just take in the fact that the creator of the universe loves us and sent his son to die for us. And just to dwell on that. Um, and I hope this is an encouragement to you today. start before the beginning of time with no point of reference you spoke to the dark and fleshed out the wonder of light and as you speak billion galaxies are born in the vapor of your breath the planets form if the stars were made to worship so will I I can see your heart in everything you make burning star, a signifier of praise. The creation sings your praises, so will I. So will I. God of your don't speak in vain, no syllable empty or void. For once you have spoken, all nature and science follow the sound of your voice. And as you speak, billion creatures catch your breath evolving in pursuit of what you said if it all reveals your nature so will I I can see your heart in everything you say Every painted sky, a canvas of your grace. If creation. 
salvation still obeys you so stars were made to worship, so will I. If the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. If the oceans roar your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I. If the wind goes where you send it, so will I. If the rocks cry out in silence, so will I. If the sum of all our praises still falls shy, then we'll sing again a hundred billion times. disappear when you lost your life so I could find it here if you left the grave behind you so will I I can see your heart in everything you've done every part designed You're the one who never leaves, the one 